It's Wednesday, May 25th, and this is Good Will Talk Daily. Great to be with you again today at Goodwill Talk Daily. Thank you for spending some time in the Word and in prayer. I pray that this is fruitful for you and has been deepening your love for the Lord and and really your commitment to loving the saints and, and loving your neighbors and loving your co-workers and even loving your enemies. That's That's what we're called to be, right, as Christians. We're called to be those who love God with our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and we are called to love our neighbors as ourselves. Jesus takes that one step further in another place that we are even to love our enemies. And the only way we can do that, the only way we can live a life of love is by being in the scriptures and allowing the scriptures to speak to us clearly. We are in 2 Timothy chapter 3. In, I'm going to start reading in verse 1. And we're going to zero in on just one of these words that is listed here today. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. But understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty. For people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness, but denying its power. Avoid such people. We're looking today at the last word in verse 2, unholy. What does it mean to be unholy? Well, clearly, unholy is the opposite of holiness. And holiness is is really the, the ethic or the way of living in the life of the believer and in the life of the community of faith. Holiness is that pattern of living, of the pattern of being set apart from the world. To be set apart from the world does not mean that we abandon the world by any means. It does not mean we have nothing to do with sinners because that would also require us to abandon the world. But we are called to live in the world as ambassadors of Christ. We live among an unbelieving world as as people whose very existence points elsewhere, points to Jesus and to his kingdom. Our lives are a demonstration that there is a better way than the ways of this world. There's the way of Jesus Christ. And so this word unholy is the opposite of that. Here's what one commentator says. Closing verse two is the religious deficiency unholy. The term views these sinners in terms of actions that show disregard for sacred duties or laws, or as people who live in rejection of sacred norms. I like the use of the word sacred here because I think that's helpful. Sacred things are those things that are devoted to the Lord, set apart for the Lord. And ordinarily, they're ordinary stuff. Ordinarily, they're ordinary. You like that? Ordinarily, they are ordinary things that are given new purpose. So think about when we do the Lord's Supper in worship. We take an ordinary wafer and ordinary juice, and we ask the Lord to set them apart for holy use, for sacred use. And as he does so, they become means of grace to us. We receive from Christ the the sign 
and seal of his body broken, his blood shed. It is the uh, it is a sacrament that communicates grace to us. We communicate we commune with the Lord in a special way there at the table. That's a holy moment. It is a sacred moment. To live an unholy life then is to live in disregard of those set-apart, sacred things that mark us out as the followers of Jesus Christ. To live an unholy life is to denigrate those things that make us Christians. It's to denigrate those things that make us followers of Christ. To live an unholy life is to ignore things like spending time in the Word. It is to refuse prayer. It is to despise the, getting, the, the, the gathering together of the saints in worship. Think about this. To refuse to attend worship because you'd rather do X, Y, or Z, or in rebellion against the Lord is to live an unholy life. It's also to embrace things that the faith would say are wrong. You know, so, so one of the things we can talk about here is to embrace a, a sexual lifestyle that is outside of the boundaries that God gives us for sexuality. Sexuality to be experienced and enjoyed between a loving husband and wife. But when we, when we embrace a different sexual norm, we are embracing unholiness. And that's just one example. That can, unholiness can be a part of our speech. It can be the way that we work in our, in our workplaces. You can do a job today at work in an unholy manner by rejecting the ways of Christ and instead following the ways of the world. Going along with maybe um, fudging the numbers here or cheating a little there. Going along with a lack of ethics that might be a part of your workplace. Instead of being the sore thumb that sticks out and says, no, I'm only going to do things the way that Christ would want me to do it. That's intimidating, isn't it? That's hard. Well, what about the raising of kids? As many of you are at home and you've got children and you're thinking through, how do I raise my kids in a holy manner? Is your parenting like the parenting of the world or are you prioritizing the things of Christ that your children would be set apart for a holy purpose? for the sake of the kingdom of God. This doesn't mean that you have to pull your kids out of school. This doesn't mean that you have to hide your kids from athletics or anything like that. But what it does mean is that your priorities as a parent are to turn your children towards Jesus Christ, not towards the things that this world would say are important. And so the unholy life, it's it's not the, the most dramatic thing that you can possibly imagine. It can be the life that is lived in disregard of the things that God calls important and sacred and holy. It is refusing to be set apart by God for a different purpose. To live an unholy life simply means to live a life that matches the world. And so that's something that we need to consider in your workplace or in your home or among your friends? Are you living a life that matches the world? Or are you living a life that matches the kingdom that is not of this world and the king who rules this world? You see, that, that's the difference. Does our life look more like Jesus or does it look more like the things of this world? 
So to flee an unholy life is to reject the things of this world while still living in the world. It is to pursue Christ and allow his priorities to become our priorities, to be set apart for his kingdom's sake. Are you willing to be different than the world for the sake of the kingdom? That's the holy life. That's the set-apart life. And that is harder and harder in these last days, the days between the resurrection and the return of Christ. It is hard to follow Christ and live a holy life. And there will be many who will embrace an unholy life instead and, and will despise the sacred things of Christ and the things of the kingdom. Would you instead pursue Jesus with everything you are? Would you be willing today to live a holy, set-apart life? Let's pray together. Father, I thank you that Jesus gives us an example of how to live a holy life and that in following him, we're able to demonstrate to a world that's watching that there is a better way, the way of holiness, the way of Jesus. Would we not be led astray into unholiness? Would we not spurn the things that you, dis- that you call sacred? those things that you set apart, would we value them? Would we value the communion of the saints? Would we value our time in the scriptures? Would we, avow, would we value generosity? Would we value long-suffering and patience? Would we value the fruit of the Spirit? Would we value the things that you value, Jesus? Work that in our hearts by your Spirit that we might give you glory and honor in all that we do. We love you, and we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, God bless. We'll see you right back here again tomorrow at Goodwill Talk Daily.